Welcome to the Gamers Inn. Come on in, pull up a chair next to the fire. It looks like you've had a long journey. I'm your host, Ryan, and joining me this week is my guest co-host, Travis. How's it going, Travis? Hey, Ryan, I'm good. Thanks for having me back, and uh, thanks for uh, to Jocelyn as well for allowing me to sit in for her tonight. Yeah, yeah, so Jocelyn is out for one more week. She'll be back next week uh, if all goes according to plan. And again, make sure you follow her on Twitter, at JossPlays. Send her some... Uh, I guess on the Angry Chicken, they asked for like uh, unicorn gifts. Um, I get you could do that. Yeah, let's just let's do that. Send unicorn gifts to Jocelyn. I'm sure she'll be confused about receiving them on a on a uh, well Wednesday, I guess, when this gets posted. But, uh, you know, it'll be good. It'll be good. Um, Travis is uh, back on the show. I I did not look up the last time you were on, but I, I feel like it was it was earlier in the year or is my brain playing tricks on me yeah it was it was just about a year ago uh, a little over i think uh, one of the big topics we were talking about was just hyping up the release of, uh, of mass effect legendary which i think came out in may last year so right around a year cool yeah it was a it was a good conversation about uh mass effect i you know what i need to get back to mass effect legendary edition i know i have uh mass effect 3 on my list and it's been there for a while but uh, I do plan to get back to it uh, maybe this summer, depending on... Well, I shouldn't say that because I believe there are two large, uh, fairly large uh, RPG games coming out on the Nintendo Switch uh, in June and July. So um, maybe next year. <laughs> we will see. Uh, but you know what? Uh, let's Let's kick off the conversation of video games with the fact that I played Guardians of the Galaxy and... I finished it. I was able to finish Guardians of the Galaxy. And when I say able to, it's not a question of the quality of the game. It's more a question of Ryan's uh, attention span and ability to remember to return to something that is quite great. Uh, It is a fantastic game. Um, We've talked about it a couple times. I've touched on it last week with Crofton, uh, but I did have a chance to finish it. And I just got to say, like, do not skip on this game. It is superb it it is a great marvel game uh we're going to talk about another one in a little bit that that will lead into but but i really feel like idos montreal's gardens of the galaxy uh definitely had a rough start with the fact that it released from square enix after avengers it was always going to be a tough act to follow if you weren't insomniac and i i think like by no means a perfect game but they do some things with the characters where i felt more for these renditions of the characters than i did in the movies um and and that's my connection to the characters i did not read the comics i'm not a i'm not a comic book reader but uh i find that in this game they were able to explore the backstory of every guardian in a way that really hasn't been touched on outside of like little jokes here and there um in the guardians movies i think in the movies like obviously gamora and nebula get a lot more uh backstory thanks to their relation to thanos but in the video game they kind of take that idea that we all know thanos so well from the mcu and and basically remove him from the equation right off the bat like he is he is done he's gone he is not to be seen um within the main story or in a, in a large part uh, try not to spoil later on things, but I, I think that uh, 
it is just a fantastic game and i i you know there were moments where i was tearing up there are moments where i'm laughing out loud um they introduce you know some characters that we've seen in the mcu introduce new characters that we're about to see in the mcu uh that we might not have seen yet and uh, or will see for that matter i'm not sure but yeah it's it's fantastic it's on game pass right now so again like there's no excuse if well there are there are a few excuses i'm sure like if you don't own a system that has game pass but um it is on playstation as well uh it goes on sale often and i feel like this one is really worth checking out especially if you're a fan of of marvel games and games that don't overcomplicate the combat system. I love the fact that I could jump back into this every three months and know exactly what was going on and not have to spend an evening learning how to, you know, relearning how to play the game. So uh, it worked really well in that regard too. And um, yeah, uh, Travis, have you had a chance to check out guardians yet? I know we've been on a Marvel talk in, in our discord, but I'm curious if you had a chance to check it out yet. I have. Yeah, I, I 100% agree with pretty much everything you just said. Um, that it, it was a great experience overall. Uh, I picked it up on sale. I, I believe it was half off somewhere around Black Friday or holiday season last year. Uh, so I picked it up then, um, played through it in January and was by that point, I had a good idea that it was going to be better than I expected because the reviews were kind of trending that way. Uh, but I was still even despite having those expectations set was surprised at how much I enjoyed it. Um, and it, it was Still probably one of the top two or three games that I've played this year. Um, Really enjoyed it. The writing is fantastic. Uh, The music is incredible. The narrative structure is really good. The characters are well done, well acted, and well written. Uh, And like you said, there's moments, genuine heartfelt moments there, um, genuine humor, things that make you laugh out loud. Um, It's just a great collection of of everything. And, uh, And to me... I think I mentioned this to Crofton recently, but like the worst thing about it to me was was the gameplay. And that's not to say that the gameplay was bad. It's just that everything else was so strong. Um, I, I felt that it, it surpassed, um, you know, what's pretty standard, uh, but enjoyable, you know, run and gun, um, you, know, you know, action, standard action gameplay. Um, but yeah, it's a great game. I, I would recommend it as well. And I think, if I'm not mistaken, I saw it was going to be coming to the um, the PlayStation Plus Extend, whatever that middle tier is for the PlayStation, new PlayStation subscription package. Uh, oh. I think uh, Guardians is going to be in there as well. So pretty much if you own a console um, other than maybe Switch, there's probably going to be a way that you can access it. Or um, as we mentioned before, it was on sale for half off, like six weeks after release. So I'm sure you can pick it up on, on a sale, even if you're a, a budget gamer, like, uh, like Lou or myself. Yeah. Oh, you're absolutely right. It is coming to, uh, it's, it's part of the third party partners for the, uh, PlayStation plus the, the middle tier and above. So if you are looking to upgrade your PlayStation plus and you want to check that out, I mean, we'll we'll definitely be chatting a little bit about the PlayStation tiers later on as there's been more details released. But, you know, I feel like uh, the biggest hurdle outside of, you know, coming out after Avengers from the same publisher, uh, you know, where we were, there were hints, if not interviews talking about how Square Enix had kind of, you know, pushed Crystal Dynamics. And, and again, like, I don't know if that's true. Honestly, like, I feel like, I feel like Crystal Dynamics or whatever, Avengers, like a lot of people were upset about it being like a Destiny-like style experience. And um, when we played it, uh, you definitely feel it. You feel like that, ah, I wish it was 
a co-op game where it was just an action adventure or just a single player adventure game where I get to play as different heroes, but it is what it is. But I think it really did, you know, mar the launch of guardians. And I think the other thing that kind of got in the way of the guardians launch was the fact that it was, it was competing with another Marvel game, uh, not directly, but just in regards to um, Spider-Man from insomniac. I, I really feel like, Spider-Man from Insomniac is just so good that every Marvel movie that comes out after it is instantly compared. It's like the Batman equation. Like after Arkham Asylum, every DC game gets compared. There's not many. I I can't outside of the Lego games. I can't really think of one. Um, but yeah, they all get compared to to that one. And um, you know, and 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 even more so now with looking at Spider-Man Two and Wolverine coming from the same studio it it almost is every marvel game is going to get compared to insomniacs um but you are playing spider-man on your your playstation 5 you're playing the remaster we haven't had a chance to cover that on the show specifically and uh myself i've been interested in upgrading my miles morales uh ps4 edition which which came with the ps5 version as well to get the remaster of the original spider-man because it is a phenomenal game it's amazing it's it's one of the best games i've played uh from that generation if if not i mean uh, we always talk about having this like mysterious top 10 list and then immediately saying don't make me list it but i i feel like spider-man would be on that list somewhere but don't make me list it (laughs) <laughs> yes uh so to, to answer your question yes i am playing spider-man on the ps5 right now um so it's the spider-man remaster um i i forget if i mentioned this before but i pretty much skipped out on consoles the last generation um so when i picked up the ps5 i sort of just decided i was going to use it to catch up on all the cool stuff that i missed over the last you know six years or what however long that want to consider the generation to be uh so right around the same time that i picked up guardians last year uh, i grabbed both the spider-man remaster the 2018 remaster and miles morales Uh, i have not touched uh, morales yet um just started going through the the ps5 remaster of 2018 spider-man and uh what can i say i mean it's great um everything that everyone has said about it is true um it, it plays really well uh, I, I don't have the experience with the PS4 version, so I can't really dig into what were load times like before, uh, but they're super quick now. I'm playing on the sort of middle graphics setting. Um, it's like Ratchet and Clank, where they offer the the full 4K 60, or no, I'm sorry, the four full K. I can't talk tonight. Not a great time for a, a podcast, but anyway, the 4K 30 frames with ray tracing. So the sort of high-end fidelity mode. There's a mode like that, and then there's the regular 1080, 60. Uh, and then there's the sort of in in between 60 with ray tracing, but it's not 4K. So that's what I'm going with um, at the moment to sort of get that middle ground because I now that I've experienced the 60 frames, uh, I have a really hard time sacrificing that um, for extra lighting effects or anything like that. It's just, I I notice the smoothness more than I notice the extra effects. Um, so I'm playing on that middle ground. Um, and again, it's, uh, I think it is, it is not 4K, it is 60 frames and it has the ray tracing. Uh, and it looks great. The, the city looks amazing. There's great effects from, um, like the, the sun and lighting through the buildings, um, reflections on the buildings when you're you're doing the web crawling thing and all that. Um, so it looks great. It feels super smooth to play. 
Uh, I'm really enjoying the narrative. And, uh, and my big kind of thing that prevented me from getting into it initially was the sort of open world aspect for it, because I'm just not a big open world person in general. Like I like a, a tight narrative A to B, tell me a story and let me take part in the action kind of game is usually what I go for. Um, that being said, this doesn't feel so much like an open world, um, list of chores that you have to have to accomplish. Um, there is a bit of that, uh, and I can, I can go into that and talk about some of the things that I didn't care for quite as much, but, um, I don't feel like I have to do those things. And, uh, the, the story is great. The action is great. Um, you compared it to Arkham uh, earlier and I actually, I like the Arkham games. Um, I'm not that great at that, that combat. And, uh, Spider-Man does have a lot of those similar elements where, you know, different enemies have different attack types that, that you want to try and target, or they're immune to different abilities. Uh, Spider-Man does incorporate that, but for whatever reason, it feels a little smoother to me. And I'm, I'm able to deal with that a little bit better than I could with, uh, with the Arkham games. So I prefer Spider-Man even to that. Um, and I would, if, if pressed, I, I think, uh, Spider-Man overall was a slightly better experience for me than Guardians, but Guardians was also very, very good. And I, I would put them in the same class for sure, just two kind of different types of games. Um, so all that said, uh, yes, I am, I'm about 95% done. I think it has the completion percentage listed in, uh, in one of the screens and that's where I am. Um, so I just have a couple more story missions to, to clean up and then I'll be finished with that and probably go through the DLC, but yeah, really enjoying it. Um, I, I, again, like I said earlier, I think um, pretty much everything you've heard about it is is correct, and the the PS5 version is is no different. Mm-hmm. Well, here's the question, the age old question that has uh, popped up in our Discord. Uh, we have a we have a group DM going, and not to bring like you know uh, private DM uh, drama out into the podcast, but I, <laughs> I wonder like the the new look of Peter Parker. Um, that is present both in uh, Miles Morales and the PS5 version of the, of the of, of Spider-Man. Um, does he look like Tom Holland or not? <laughs> I thought you might be putting me on the spot with that. Yeah, I would say he does. At least you know. I, I mean, he's clearly they didn't mocap Tom Holland, but I think they tried to get somebody that looks similar to him, or they you know, just modeled the face to look after him. Um, yeah, I would say he looks pretty similar. What was your take on it? <laughs> you know, it's funny. I, and I don't think I, uh, and just for everyone at home, like, um, we did an event <laughs> last year for, for extra life called event ads, which was a uh, sort of a riff on our dungeons and diapers podcast that I do with, with Crofton and Crofton will dig it because, uh, I, I, I've, I've just promoted it again. Um, it, uh, so that, that group DM never really went away and uh, it popped up in our discord, you know, uh, Travis playing um, Spider-Man. And then, you know, the, the question of, I think, I think whirlwind I think it doesn't look like Tom Holland and, and Crofton does. Um, I, 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 I didn't wait in, but here, here's my thing is <laughs> I feel like the PS4 Spider-Man is, I played a bunch of it and I, and I got, I was fine with, with uh, Peter Parker's look in that game um, and then the remaster, uh, because I played Miles Morales, I was, I'd come around on it. And I'm like, okay, yeah, the, the new look of Peter Parker, it makes him look younger. I think that was always the concern, not a concern, but the, the number one comment that Jocelyn and I had on this show when it was first unveiled was that he looks much younger and he's supposed to be an older Spider-Man. And yes, it does bring his look and feel closer to the MCU Tom Holland version, 
but um it always felt like he was uh, he was like in his high 20s early 30s <laughs> in the ps4 version and then they kind of like ratcheted him back to early 20s which i guess kind of makes sense because spider-man starts quite early in his career right even though he's eight years in in the spider-man game like that could still be eight years after turning 13 i i don't read the comics but i get i get the sense that like when he started being spider-man he was quite young yeah i I believe he was in high school at the time but not i I don't necessarily think he was a senior um i it's been a while since i've read the origin stories but yeah i i think he was a high schooler and it, it is funny that you mentioned the age um because i you know he you know small spoiler the miles character is in the 2018 spider-man to a certain extent and their interactions he taught like peter talks to miles as if miles is much younger than he is or at least that's how the dynamic plays to me um but then to look at them you're, you're like how much older than him are you really like you don't you don't really seem that much older uh and the same thing with um with mj i I think her model looks quite young as well um so i mean i would have pegged them as you know maybe college college kids or recent college graduates um but it does uh some of the dialogue does put them a little bit older so that it's interesting that you make that comment that the original uh, the original ps4 version with the other peter model um had a a bit of an older appearance than than what we've got with the uh peter 2.0 tom holland version Mm. yeah it's uh I, I am interested in playing the remaster i think i played this is the other thing too i played a majority of miles morales if not all of it on the playstation 4 pro when it launched so i haven't really played a lot of spider-man on the ps5 i've had a, I've, i have had an experience with I, I think insomniac has done a really great job with the um you know graphic options with their you know playstation 5 releases i feel like uh all are valid options depending on how you want to play and i think that like you know uh high frame rate slash rt uh, you know rt mode i think it is um yeah ray tracing it, it works quite well like you don't even notice like even though it's targeting 45 frames per second you don't really notice as well like it's higher than 30 so it kind of works and you get mm-hmm. you get used to it um although i did play both guardians and horizon 2 in the you know fidelity 30 frames per second and it was easier to play horizon than it was or easier to get used to it with horizon than it was guardians but um i think insomniac's really you know, outdone themselves with their, with their graphic options, uh, you know, enable in allowing you to keep, you know, the resolution, the frame rate and ray tracing with, you know, minor, uh, and sometimes not even noticeable, uh, you know, things you're giving up, uh, on all, on all sides, like dynamic resolution and less ray traced objects and and all that stuff so i yeah i really like having that middle ground option because uh, you see you know a lot of games they just have performance mode and fidelity mode or graphics mode whatever they want to call it um and i always feel like you know because me like i said the the biggest thing that i notice is that the frame rate difference in the the smoothness between 60 and 30 uh to the point that i have a hard time giving up the 60 if i have the choice but anytime i pick the the performance mode I always feel like I'm giving up, you know, giving up the ray tracing or giving up these next gen features. So it's like, well, why do I have this next gen console if I'm not even 
getting to take advantage of some of these other features. So having that middle ground there where it's sort of a, a little bit of both, I think is a, is a nice option, um, at least for people like me who really like the frame rate, but don't, you know, maybe have a little bit of a, a guilt over choosing that option and, and missing out on some of the other features. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you, uh, you've had a chance to check it out. Um, and, 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 uh, enjoy your Spider-Man on the PlayStation five. I'm, I'm tempted. I've actually been tempted by, uh, the Spider-Man remaster, which I think is like a $25 upgrade, um, for the Miles Morales game that I bought. And I'm also tempted. We talked about it. Maybe it was last week. I talked about watching the Uncharted film and I'm kind of tempted to pick up that Uncharted legacy collection on the PlayStation five. Cause it's only a $15 upgrade if you own Uncharted 4 or the standalone uh, Lost Legacy. Um, so I'm, I'm kind of tempted by that too. I, I know like buying remasters or, or in this case, just like, I think upgrade, like, would you call them upgrades? Would you call them remasters? I, I It's hard to say. I feel like almost Spider-Man gets the remaster uh, title just because they, they have changed so much with the, uh, the way Peter Parker looks like that to be is like, okay, we're going to go back and, and really change some stuff here. Yeah. There, you know, there are so many different terms that get thrown around as far as whether it's re-releases or remasters or, or, or full-blown remakes. I, I, the one thing that I can say is this is obviously not a remake in the sense of like a final fantasy seven remake or resident evil or something like that. Um, but it, from someone who did not play the PS4 version, um, what I'm playing now looks like a PlayStation five game to me. Um, how much of an improvement uh, that is, it's difficult for me to say. Um, but it's, they've made enough improvements that I don't feel like I'm playing a last gen game. Cool. That's really cool. Well, you know what? I will have to add it to the list of, uh, I need a new PlayStation game and I want to play my PlayStation five. Uh, I might have to jump into, I can always go for some more Spider-Man and I feel like Spider-Man two is, next year i think 2023 is what they were throwing around uh it's definitely not this year so we'll have a little bit longer to wait uh but you know what what we won't have to wait for is the possibility of talking about extra life in june or i guess in this case may because it's may right now i don't want to necessarily get ahead of ourselves but um you've got some fun stuff planned for extra life this year uh with elden ring yeah, so I have officially joined the Gamers in Extra Life team. Uh, it's going to be my first year doing Extra Life. Um, I did participate, like Ryan mentioned, in the the event ad stream uh, last year, but that was more just as a supplemental part. Um, and I, I've listened, to, I've listened to you and Jocelyn talk about Extra Life for quite a while now, and it just it was always something I wanted to get involved in. wasn't quite sure how to do it. Um, and then being able to participate a little bit last year with you guys and, and the PlayStation five, having that, uh, that native streaming option just made it a lot more accessible for me. Um, so we're going to give it a shot this year. Uh, and with Elden ring being a big, huge release that a lot of people have been talking about uh, and a game that I personally have finished, uh, just within the last couple of weeks, um, I talked to Ryan and we're going to try and do a full playthrough on stream of Elden Ring. Um, so I'm going to be starting next Friday on June 3rd, and I'm going to be doing streams from 8 p.m. to probably about 11 uh, every Friday and Tuesday throughout June. Uh, after June, I'm going to take a 
short break um, to do a family vacation for the 4th of July. And then the schedule after that, I guess, will sort of determine, um, be determined on how that first month goes. And uh, how much longer it'll go will be te- just depend on how long it takes to get through the game. Um, so I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, I have a new build, a uh, new character type planned out. Uh, we're going to start off, anyone who knows anything about Elden Ring, we're going to start off with the Prophet class. Um, we're going to be doing Faith and Arcane, uh, try to focus on like a Dragon Priest into a Dragon Knight, um, using the the Dragon Breath spells uh, as the primary uh sort of boss melter mode um, throughout the game. So hopefully that'll work and I won't just get destroyed too many times. But even if I do, it'll be good content for a good cause. So uh, yeah, I hope you guys can uh, can join me. We're going to do Elden Ring again starting uh, next, next Friday night, uh, June 3rd. And uh, we'll keep going from there. Yeah, June is right around the corner, so we won't have to wait long for that. And uh, yeah, so our, our Extra Life page has been started bit.ly slash tgi extra life 2022 um anyone can join the team as long as you're looking to participate in the streaming and uh raise the biggest thing is is raising money for uh children's miracle network hospitals around the world um myself and jocelyn we play for sick kids out of toronto uh which hospital are you playing for again um it's getting it's a it's a hospital in Boston um, for uh, one of the Children's Miracle Network hospitals in uh, in Boston. There are several, and I'm sure not all of the um, listeners are familiar with the Boston Hospital Network. So that's uh, that's where Extra Life is directing me this year. Sweet, that's really cool. And um, you know, we usually do Extra Life. Uh, we usually have some discussions in August. You know, start the team around there, and and slowly. Uh, start doing some streams and but i and i'm i can't uh i I can also say this like we we have had team members who will stream earlier in the year uh josh cook is another one who uh who often starts his extra life campaign throughout the year um and and then joins the team once i've had a chance to to set it up but but the team is set up if you already have an extra life page you can go into your settings and join the gamers in team um it's it's a super simple process it's open so you don't have to you know send a request or anything you can just you can just jump in and of course we'll have more uh streaming details from the rest of the team myself jocelyn uh you know when we've when we've got those plans in motion but i I think you're absolutely right travis like streaming from the playstation and the xbox um not only has it gotten a lot easier, and we talked about this last year with after the Avendads uh, stream we did. Not only has it gotten easier, but like it it get it gets very close to the experience of streaming on your PC. Uh, I think that the biggest change that is a little bit of a hurdle would be you know if you have like a overlay setup um, with stream elements or something you bring into OBS on your PC. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. You've you've looked into it more than I have. I don't know if you can do that on the PlayStation. There might be a way through like a like a like a capture card slash setup, uh, or or maybe a, like a piece of software in between or service in between the uh, the streaming of the console and, and Twitch. But I don't think they're quite there yet. But I wouldn't be surprised if they got there soon. Yeah, I haven't been able to find anything specifically to set up an overlay, but at the same time. Um... You know, I'm I'm not a streamer. This is probably the only streaming that I'm going to be doing is anything for when I participate with you guys or do anything with Extra Life. So it's not 
it's not a feature that I'm, I feel like I'm missing too much as far as overlays or anything like that. Um, I know, uh, when we did the event ad stream, uh, whirlwind was able to, to integrate a camera into his too. I'm, I'm not sure if that plays into the over overlay or if that's a separate, you know, functionality through the program. Um, but it does appear that it's customizable to some extent. So it's something we may look into if I end up doing it more. Um, if not, uh, you know, I'm just, just happy to be getting, getting out there and, uh, supporting a good supporting a good cause and and elden ring was also pretty great so it gives me another another uh, excuse to play the game again <laughs> yeah <laughs> and i'm you know what i am definitely uh guilty of of finding excuses to either play a game uh force myself to play a game or uh see it through to the end uh you know game club has certainly helped with that although i'm behind uh this week i'm, I'm sorry jim uh i'm working on it well i mean I'll, I'll say I'm working on it, but I haven't got back to it. I need to. I need to catch up. I really like 13 Sentinels Aegis Rim. I learned how to say it. So yeah. uh, that's the main thing. And yeah, I'm excited uh, for Elden Ring. Again, Elden Ring is one of those games, and we've talked about it before, but it's one of those games where I just don't think I could get into it, but I am interested to watch people play. So I feel like watching you play will be will be interesting and be able to check in on your adventure but the question that comes to mind, and and again, this is no uh, no fault of the content or the person preparing the content, but I am just I'm terrible at watching like long form Twitch content or or let's plays. I think the only let's play I've ever watched all the way through was uh, Scott Johnson playing through Resident Evil Village, uh, which to its to that game's you know length it's it's much smaller than a full playthrough of Elden Ring I'm guessing uh do you feel like for those like me who would want to like kind of pop in every other stream or or you know uh, every couple weeks like are am I gonna know what's going on if I you know uh stop in every other Friday yeah do you feel like I'll I'll need like to to watch it all in 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 order or can I jump in randomly (laughs) No, you, you definitely don't need to watch everything, uh, everything in order. Um, Elden Ring is a very, it's a very deliberately paced game as far as the, the action and, and, and progress. Um, it, it's funny because when you talk about From games, the discussion of like, why do I like these games always comes up because they are brutally difficult and they are generally uh, pretty void of of any narrative unless you're digging into like item descriptions or watching Vati Vidya or, or whatever um, and trying to pe- parse out like every piece of lore you can. Um, so I, I look at it and like, I play the from games when I do play them. Like that's what I describe as a video game ass video game. Like the whole point of the game to me is just building the character, progressing and taking on the next challenge. Like I don't really look to the from games for some deep narrative or story element. And uh, to that end, if you're watching a stream, I don't think you're going to get one, even if you do watch the whole stream, uh, unless you do have some background with the game already. Um, the, the lore is pretty great. I've watched some YouTube videos and, and really learned a lot more about it. Um, but as far as narrative and progressing through the story, I didn't really have a strong grasp of what was going on um, as I was playing through it. It's more just like the general goal. Uh, and for me, the enjoyment, like I said, was just 
you know, it's it's like playing D&D when you start off as a, a level one character and you're like, hey, by the time I'm level, level 10, I'll be able to do all this cool stuff. Um, so the enjoyment for me for Elden Ring for a lot of it was getting to level 10 and then getting to 15 and 20, et cetera, and just growing in abilities and then growing as a player to be able to overcome more and more complicated challenges. Um, so, yeah, I don't I don't think anyone that wants to pop in here and there is going to have any issue. You know, they might not understand a lot of the story of the game, but I would guess a lot of people that play it probably don't. Um, but the thing that they're going to enjoy is watching the crazy bosses or watching the new ability that you learned or the crazy broken new weapon that you just picked up. Um, plus, you know, I, I really enjoy our community in the discord. So assuming some of these folks will hop in and out from time to time, I would expect as the stream goes on, we're going to build up a, a good group of people who might be, uh, might be hanging out together. So you'll have a lot of fun with that experience as well. Cool. No, and and that's a really good point. Is I feel like, and I I should have stated this at the top. I'm not like trying to get people to watch less of it or encourage people to like check in every <laughs> other Friday. I'm just more speaking to my uh my schedule and my uh, attention span. But I I feel like uh, you're absolutely right. Um, the combat is what I find most interesting to watch. Is how someone who's good at that game uh, defeats bosses. Because uh, I feel like when I play those type of games, I'm not doing anything. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not good at it. So me trying to defeat a boss would uh, would be fun to watch for other reasons, as in like you know Ryan not very happy with Elden Ring. Uh, <laughs> that would be the title, part one, part two. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe we get to part three. I, I would have no idea. Um, but like, I, I almost feel like there's a extra life goal there but it would yes i don't i don't know um i look i'll say this like i I also think with elden ring like i'm really interested in seeing uh more of that world uh i feel like i missed out on on this world that that people are were very uh captured by so i'm i'm looking forward to seeing that and uh and and watching you uh explore the this new uh uh, is it, it sorry is it uh, have you played as that class before the the prophet i i have not so i i did make it the whole way through the game i finished it about two weeks ago um, but i played as a samurai and this is going to be totally different um the samurai i played is like a pure melee build um throughout the entire game like i had i had a bow but rarely used it um this one i'm going to try and focus more on um, like I said, there's, there are these dragon breath spells, which have fantastic, uh, animations and just, they look really cool and they do a ton of damage. Um, so I'm going to try and focus on builds that'll accentuate those abilities for the bosses. Um, and then I'm going to try and do a mix of, of, uh, range and melee. Um, you know, I'll have a melee weapon, but I want to try and work in some other spells too, since the rest of the build will be geared towards, towards casting. Um, so it should be pretty varied. Uh, hopefully it'll be fun to watch and and fun to play. Um, and also to your point about, you know, it, it being a, a daunting task to try to watch, you know, a start to finish or watch a lot of the game. Um, having gotten through it once already, I have a little bit of an idea of what doesn't really need to be done. Like it is an open world game, um, in my opinion, a little bit to its detriment. And uh, there are many, many caves and catacombs and things like that that you can go into and explore. Um, I I did a lot of that on my first play, and I, I'm hoping that that knowledge will give me an idea of what I can skip and try to focus more on either what's interesting to watch 
what's important to this character or to dungeons that will provide rewards that will be specific to this build. Um, so I'm, I'm hoping to streamline things a little bit as well. I, I should have mentioned that earlier, but that should hopefully make for a more interesting uh, viewing experience too. I'm going to try to have it less just running around the world and more focused on uh, goal-oriented exploration, I guess, is a good way to put it. Cool, cool. Uh, well, you know what? Um, now would be uh, another good time to to basically say like, yeah, so bit.ly slash TGI Extra Life 2022. Check out the roster. Check out uh, Travis's page. It sounds like you're going to... Are you going to try to like capture your progress on your Extra Life page or... Um, are you just going to do that through Twitch and, and kind of send people there? Like, do you have an idea of how you want to like, like, uh, like track your progress, I guess, for folks that are looking to, um, jump in halfway through or, or, uh, get a, kind of get a, I don't know, like a preview of where you're at just on your extra life page. Yeah, that's, that's a really good question. Um, I should look into doing it on, on the extra life page. I think that would be a good, a good place to keep some sort of not like a last time on, but just a summary of where we've gone and, and hopefully where we're heading. My my initial thought was just going to be to capture that in the um, in the stream titles uh, as far as like what we're doing today. But uh, to your point, that doesn't really do anything for people who are just joining or maybe um, you know they they were there for the first one and then they're coming back a couple of weeks later and don't know what's happened in between. Um, so yeah, I'll definitely check that out. I'll look into the um, what features are available on the extra life page and, uh, and and see if I can keep some sort of summary of what's gone on there as well. Cool. Very cool. So what's your, uh, what's your Twitch handle? And we'll definitely get some links in the, the show notes, but, uh, where can people follow you on Twitch? So they're ready for next Friday. Yep. So Twitch is pixel mountain gaming. Um, it's pixel mountain is kind of my, I don't want to say brand, but it's sort of my handle that I go through with a lot of the social media. So I just carry that over onto Twitch. Um, so yeah, so you can find me at pixel mountain gaming at, uh, twitch.com. I have the first, the first stream is going to be on six, three once again. Um, but Twitch is kind of weird as far as setting schedules. You can't set like just one stream, or at least I couldn't find a way to do it. It's just like, you can stream every Friday. So at the moment, my Twitch schedule shows a stream for, for this Friday, uh, which let me see the calendar, which is the 27th. Um, and then it's canceled. So the reason for that is just, I couldn't make it start on, <laughs> on six, three, I had to say every Friday and the next Friday is before we're starting. Um, so I canceled that one. So uh, again, just to be clear, we are not starting on the 27th. It is going to be on June 3rd will be the first one. You'll see it every Thursday, or I'm sorry, every Friday. And then I'm going to set up another schedule for Tuesdays as well. Good stuff. Well, I have followed you. Uh, you're not supposed to do other stuff while podcasting, but I, <laughs> I made the, the, the judgment to, to do it so I wouldn't forget. So I'm looking forward to the first stream. I'll definitely check it out. And we'll uh, share the go live tweet uh, on the gamers in socials. And again, like if you're conf- you're wondering, oh, we're talking about extra life in June. This is really cool. So like we're just we're 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 getting started. Uh, the summer of Elden Ring extra life is going to be starting very soon. Uh, so go to bit.ly slash TGI extra life 2022. And uh, if you want to join in on the fun, you can join in. The team is open, and we're always looking for. Uh, new folks that want to raise funds for children miracle network hospitals around the world. And now we're going to move into the news, but before we do that, we're going to give a quick shout out to our May patron CRV ATV. 
like CRV ATV, you can go to patreon.com slash thegamersin and get a shout out all month long. We've got folks queued up all through the summer and into the fall. We really appreciate everyone's support uh, over these last couple months, all the new patrons joining in. Thank you so much. Uh, and yeah, you can, uh, the, the TGI Patreon mini is back. I just did another episode this week. I was off for a month. It, it has been quite busy, but uh, I'm hoping to get back into a normal schedule there. So go to patreon.com slash the gamers in support the show directly and get the mini directly into your podcast app through the Patreon RSS feed. And with that, let's get to the news. We've got two stories to discuss tonight. Uh, starting things off with the announcement of Marvel Snap. This is a mobile and PC card collectible game from the past developers of Hearthstone, uh, Ben Brode, um, uh, and I. there's some other folks as well. I'm not as... See, again, like if Jocelyn were here, she'd be able to like list them all out, no problem. Um, but uh, Ben Brode being the biggest one that kind of like has pretty much permeated like throughout everyone's knowledge of, of Hearthstone. Like my knowledge is so limited. And there are other developers that have come over from uh Blizzard to to make this game uh with I think it's Second Dinner is the developer. Uh so yeah, uh Marvel Snap is gonna be it's it's out in beta now because I've seen people talking about playing it. Um Garrett's playing it right now so you can you can check out uh, some of his thoughts at uh, at garrett art i know he's posted a couple so far but it is a it is touted as a very quick game uh three minutes or less for every match you play simultaneously and obviously it's bringing in all of the marvel characters that you know and love across the multiverse um and there are different variations. It's, it's the perfect excuse to have different variations and a bunch of different rarities of all your favorite characters. Uh, but yeah, like they say, you'll be able to earn everything through just playing. We've heard that before. Uh, I don't know if anyone's been allowed to talk about like the monetization or your ability to unlock everything by playing. But, you know, simultaneous turns, that sounds pretty good to me. Yeah, the simultaneous turn sounds sounds crazy. I I don't really grasp how that works. Um, I, I'd like to learn and see a bit more about that, but it's a really cool concept. Um, this, to be honest with you, this was something uh, when it was announced. I really didn't have a lot of interest in. Um, part of the reason for that being that I played quite a bit of Hearthstone, and that's not to say Hearthstone isn't a good game. Uh, I, I really enjoyed my time with Hearthstone. Um, I didn't go as far as, you know, Garrett and Josh making my way to legend or anything like that, but I played enough that I got the, um, the golden portrait for all nine of the classes. Um, so quite a bit. And, uh, it, it's really, um, it's really a game you can spend an awful lot of time in, uh, <laughs> I guess is a good way to put it. And, uh, I, I saw another card game and I was just like, Oh, I don't, you know, I, I can play games like Spider-Man and Elden Ring now because I don't play Hearthstone. Do I, do I really want to do another card game? Um, so I think I will probably, if anything, I might dabble just to check it out. Cause I think the concepts are really cool. And, um, and, and frankly, the, the card art is pretty fantastic as well. Um, but I, I feel like I should avoid it just because I don't want it to become like one of the only games that I play. <laughs> um, but I, I am very curious. I like Ben Brode. Um, I, I really enjoyed their work on, on Hearthstone. Um, so I'm really I'm interested to see what they do next, but uh, I will try to be cautious about it because uh, 
you know, I, I like my PlayStation too, and I don't, <laughs> I don't want to go back to being just a card game guy. Yeah, no, I, I think that makes sense, and I, and I think that's why I've tried to avoid the free to play games. Uh, I, I think that um, I have that personality that's like, oh, I gotta check in with this game. I gotta do my dailies. I gotta, you know, play some games, and I think that's where Fire Emblem Heroes has worked really well for me because I can play every day but not feel like i have to sink a bunch of time like i can play 20 minutes get in get out or i can you know i can play longer than that if if i really want to or need to but uh you know with marvel snap i i feel like i'll i'll check it out i i love marvel stuff so i'm i'm always interested in, in checking out new marvel stuff um i think my i think i'm really excited about like the smaller deck size the simultaneous turns because for me the tough part about these card collectible games is that i am terrible at building a deck um i'm just bad at it and that is from everything from trying to build the deck like i'm just not really good at you know putting like i'll i'll look up decks online like i'll try to build it that way but really like i think with the smaller deck size i might be inclined to actually you know put a little bit more brain power behind building a deck but also like it it just allows you to have everyone on a on a a more similar play field i I think if you have the smaller deck size you have like the less you know the less cards that you have to like have of a of a specific power level right like in hearthstone i could have like 12 really good cards but it's a it's a uh, i'm i'm making myself like seem like I don't I don't really don't know a whole lot about card games but and that's probably why I'm terrible at them but like I think that with this if you have a 12 card deck or whatever it is like you can probably find like 12 very powerful cards that you really enjoy that you want to build a a deck that works really well together as opposed to like trying to find 60 of those cards you know and and you might have folks that pump a lot of money into it and they have those 60 cards whereas for you it's like I only have like 12 good ones and I keep getting I keep having holes in my deck like I don't know a lot about, you know, card games uh, and, and how the, like, I'm just bad at them, but I feel like this one seems simpler and it might be able to get through the the noise of, I think card games have kind of come and gone, like with Hearthstone and, and Hearthstone's obviously still around, but like, I think like people chasing Hearthstone, they've stopped chasing Hearthstone. And when they were chasing them, they were like, okay, we have to have our own style. And usually that style is like, it's a, it's a new layer of complication. Whereas with Marvel Snap, it feels like they've taken that and said, no, we're going to, we're not going to overcomplicate it. We're actually going to make it simpler. We're going to make it faster. And we're going to lean in that way. And I think that's one of the most interesting points here is that, they're leaning in in the direction that I think suits me really well. Cause like three minute games sounds great. Smaller decks sound great. Marvel. That's awesome too. So, I mean, it's not out yet, but like, I think we're, we're getting it this summer, I think is what they're aiming for. But, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm interested to try it as well. Uh, we were talking pre-show. I, I don't really get excited to try mobile games anymore, but I'm, I'm interested. Um, similar with the Warcraft rumble. I'm interested in trying it, but uh, I have no problem waiting <laughs> at this stage. Uh, no, I just, I think what really struck me about it is, is kind of what you said, the, the speed of it, the quick, the three minute games, um, the, the messaging from, from watching Broad speak about it. It really seemed like the concept was just to make everything as streamlined as possible. 
Um, to your point about having the 60 card decks and whether you have 60 good cards or whatever, I, I think the theory was, you know, in a 60 card deck, you can have four copies of each card. Well, rather than doing that, why don't we just have a deck that's one fourth of the size and no duplicates? Wouldn't that make a game much faster? Um, and I think really that's kind of the angle that they're, that they're going with between the simultaneous turns, the smaller deck sizes and, and not having duplicate cards. It seems like they just want things to, it to be a quick, fun, get in, get out experience, which, um, yeah, I really, I think the, that card game scene could probably use. Yeah. hundred percent. So, uh, yeah. Uh, Marvel snap, you're going to see it in your Twitter feed. If you have, uh, if you're following people who play Hearthstone or other card games, uh, it is appearing to be in beta in some form. So uh, look forward to impressions hitting the internet uh, right about now. So look out for that. Our final story, and this is one that we've been touching on here and there as developments continue, but the we're going to talk a little bit about the new PlayStation Plus tiers, specifically looking at the essential and, uh, well, you know what? I actually like the term of PS Plus, PS Plus Plus, and PS Plus Plus Plus. Um, that's, that's been my favorite way to, to do it, because I, I think the actual names are essential and... Uh, what is the other one? It's it's uh, plus extra and premium. Uh, oh, no. plus yes. extra and premium, and then deluxe. So extra is the <laughs> you know a... they're they're bad at naming things. Yeah, that's that's just... <laughs> I think the issue is that they started with PlayStation Plus, and rather than like they're they're keeping the PlayStation Plus, uh, you know, uh, base branding. And what they're doing is they're adding essential, extra, and premium. So essential is what we have now, right now, is PlayStation Plus. Uh, extra and premium are what add the extra games. So uh, I guess maybe now it makes sense. Extra games, extra. Um, so they announced like a bunch of third-party games. Uh, also, they confirmed a lot of PlayStation Studio games that were going to be arriving with the extra tier some standout ones for me in the PlayStation Studios side of things, um, uh, you know, we already talked about uh, Returnal being part of this, but uh, another one that kind of jumped out was uh, Ghost of Tsushima Director's Cut. They're adding that in as well through the extra. Yeah, and, and Ghost of Tsushima was, was a fantastic game. That was another, you know, not to make it sound like I just spent a whole lot of money on sale last year around uh, around Christmas time, but I pretty much loaded up <laughs> at Black Friday and then I've been picking away at those games. And that Ghost of Tsushima was another one that I, I picked up at that time and finished, you know, somewhere in the December New Year time frame. Um, another really great experience. is a, It's a great ad for um, for the, the subscription service. Uh, unfortunately it doesn't do a whole lot for me personally, which I think is the issue that some people are going to have with this is, you know, being that these aren't new day and date titles, a lot of people probably have purchased some of these games already, which I think is what puts people on the fence as to whether the uh, service is worth it for them. Um, but it's, it's, uh, you know, they do have some good titles and I think for anyone who's new to the ecosystem, it's, it's going to be a great thing. Um. For everyone else, it'll be dependent on, um, you know, what your interest level is in different titles and whether or not you've, you know, I guess what, what your budget has been or how many of these titles you've already purchased if you were interested. Um, yeah. But I, I don't think it's the value proposition that, say, a Game Pass is. Um, 
I, it's, it's hard to view them as direct competitors, given the differences between the two services that, you know, we probably don't need to hash out here. Um, but if you just look at what's included, I, I think it's easy to look at it and say, well, there, there are some pretty good titles in here. Um, and they've, you know, they've recently expanded this list uh, within the last week or so. I think there are only maybe, you know, five or 10 games that were the pretty obvious ones, like the the Spider-Man games and, and Returnal. Um, and I think Demon Souls was on the original list. Um, but now they've they've expanded it to close to um, close to 50 games for that that sort of middle tier. Um, and it's actually gone live in Asia. So there are different reports as well out of Asian countries that have the full list of what's included Um Pretty expanded list, which obviously we won't have time to to go over. Um, but I agree, there are, there are a few titles on here. I guess if I was talking about um, you know Elden Ring, I should mention again Demon Souls um, is another one that's on here that I would probably not buy, but might check out if I were into the service. So um, it could be a, a hit or, hit or miss thing for me. Or uh, you know, hey, maybe we'll do a uh, a stretch goal or some kind of goal with the Elden Ring stream. If we hit our goal, maybe we'll play Demon Souls after. Um, and this would give me a way to do it without having to spend the full sixty dollars. I forget if this is a sixty or seventy dollar title. Um, I think it's seventy. Yeah, is it seventy US? Yeah. Um, so I don't know if I'm that interested in uh, in it to pay the pay the seventy US for it, but maybe we'll sign up for a month or two of uh, of plus and do it that way. If we hit our goal. Yeah, I'm. Uh, and I think like. And this conversation came up a little bit in Discord today uh, about the PlayStation service that's going to be launching. And and I think for me, I've always been really good at subscribing strategically. Um, And, you know, for PlayStation Plus, when I do buy it, I usually buy for the year because it is it's significantly cheaper to buy it for the year and you can get the 12 month codes at a discount, although with this change with you know essential extra and plus like those discounts will likely go away for a little bit as as things settle down but um for me like uh, i can see myself with this list this base list is is subscribing for a month um for me like uh demon souls is one of those that jumps out as one that i i would like to try uh when it came out it was kind of labeled as like a true playstation 5 exclusive being you know well exclusive to the system and and being a uh from the ground up remake of a game that came out on the early days of the ps3 uh another game that jumps out that again i i would not buy or would not would not probably find the time or or interest to buy but want to try is death stranding uh, the Death Stranding director's cut. I, I kind of want to try that game. Like there was something about it that was intriguing, but I just, I never got around to, to, to jumping in, but I'll, I'll definitely try it as part of the subscription. So like there are a good chunk of games on here that I think if you have one or two that you're willing to try subscribing for a month, doesn't sound like a, like a bad idea. And I think the news that it dropped uh, since we last talked about this, is that Ubisoft is is all in on the service as well as adding uh, Ubisoft Plus Classics, I think they're calling it, to to PlayStation and Xbox. So it'll be interesting to see. There was a lot of talk of Xbox Game Pass incorporating Ubisoft Plus, similar to EA Play, but having like a... It always seemed weird, like, oh, that might be tough to incorporate like the whole of Ubisoft Plus, which is like games day and date, seemed like it would be a big investment ask for Microsoft. So it seems like 
maybe either they went to PlayStation. So I think Ubisoft Plus is part of Ubisoft Plus Classic is part of the PlayStation <laughs> Plus Extra. And again, this is where it gets super confusing. It might not even be called Ubisoft Plus now that I think about it. Um, I might just be <laughs> my brain might be stuck on this. Um, now I'm I yeah, it is plus. It's, see, this is the confusing part <laughs> is everyone's using the same moniker uh but i guess you can't sue over that so um i uh, i recently tried to explain this to another um uh, video game interested co-worker uh over microsoft teams and i just i got so tangled up in all of the the pluses and the extras and the essential I'm like i there's no way he understands what i'm talking about based on what i'm typing this is ridiculous yeah well, you know, we talked about it also, uh, Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy. Again, like if you don't own an Xbox or a PC and you want to try that game, I think subscribing for a month is totally worth it. Um, there's a, you know, Assassin's Creed Valhalla. If you if you by some chance didn't get a chance to, to play it, like that's a that's another good one. So I think like maybe subscribing for a year is like a hard sell right now um but subscribing for a month to try some of these titles uh, i i think that's totally fine and we haven't even touched on like the classics so like i, I think like i'm not as interested in the classic side of it i doubt i'm gonna go the premium level but i think for those that have a a special attachment to the early days of playstation with playstation one two and three um, you'll be happy to know that there is some extra work going into some of the original PlayStation games and they're adding trophy support for, uh, some of the games, uh, from PlayStation. So I think one of them's Ape Escape. So again, like giving you an excuse to go back to an old favorite and seeing some of those trophies pop for games that definitely did not have an achievement system. That's really, that's a neat touch as well. And I, and I think like, that's what I want to see with, a classic sort of subscription service in that like yeah let's do something different you know you are asking me to give you money again for games that i might have bought again like i'm not saying we bought it 30 years ago we should get it but i'm saying like in the case of nintendo they've charged you how many times for super mario brothers i i think like doing a little something extra with it to to be like okay yeah i'll give you the money again and nintendo is notorious for for not doing uh, much to their re-releases, although uh, I think the Nintendo Switch Online subscription service has done some stuff there with the, uh, I think it's like special save slots and stuff for certain games and, and different tweaks to the formula, but this, uh, I think adding trophies is a really is a really nice touch. Um, so, But I think those are all cloud-based, all of the PS1, PS2, and PS3 games. Uh, definitely the PS3 games are, I know that much. Yeah, I, that's again, I really don't think that Sony has done the greatest job as far as clear messaging for what exactly is in a lot of these packages. I mean, we're, we're learning more about the titles that are in them, which is which has been great. But as far as what is what is in which one and then on top of that, when you get to that top tier, what's cloud based streaming versus actually downloadable um, has been very vague up until this point. Um, so I'm I'm kind of with you. I can't really confirm whether whether any particular title is is a download toy title or a streaming only. Um, but I think on the whole, uh, my takeaway is it's it's a good thing that these games are going to be made available in a more broad sense again. Um, and hopefully, the people that really love them or people that want to go back and revisit them are able to do that. And 
it's a little bit unfortunate that it's, um, you know, you don't have the option to do only that if that's what you're interested. Like if you just want the old PS1, PS2 games, you have to go all the way up to the full premium uh, model. You can't skip that middle tier. Um, but if you are someone that's done the no the plus not essential the plus plan i think the premium is only like another 20 dollars. it's not quite as big as a price hike as uh going from essential up to the middle tier <laughs> plus plus i don't know whatever <laughs> <laughs> it's not easy it's yeah. one of those things where i think uh they kind of painted themselves into a corner in order to get it out of it they just like i don't know let's there's nowhere to go from here and that's the thing and i think Nintendo's also guilty of this with their expansion pass. It's like you've you've already charged, you've already done the upcharge. Like how do you 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 can't you can't do it again? I mean, Sony is one-upping them and saying like, yes, yes, you can do it again, uh, and you can make it just as confusing. Like I think that I I think you're right. Like you know, taking the classic games and putting them behind the most expensive tier. Um, is I think they're going to find a lot of people not subscribing at that higher tier because again, like I think the big, the big addition here and the big win is the list of PS4 and PS5 games. Cause I think while I think classic gaming is important and having access to those games is super critical and really cool. Uh, I don't know if it's, I don't know if it's as big a draw and, um, but that being said, like, I'm glad it's there. I really feel like having classic games and having access to classic games is critical for the history of video games. And I think it's really neat to see PlayStation with this service bring all platforms of PlayStation together onto one system. You've got PS1, 2, 3, 4, and 5 playable on the PS5 starting mid-June in North America. Like, that's a big deal. Um, and And kind of brings them close to if not on par with with microsoft in in some fashion i know microsoft with xbox you're able to play them all native on the system but again like there was there's a there's a very wide difference in architecture when it comes to the playstation systems so like this was the only path forward and and nintendo's not even worried about that at this point they're like i don't know give them genesis games people like genesis right (laughs) so uh Except for Crofton. Except for Crofton. Uh, he really does not like Genesis games. Um, but I, I'm i I'm interested. Like, I, I'm not like, again, I'm not going to use the word excited for a subscription service. Like, I'm interested to check out the middle tier, the PlayStation Plus extra tier, and try out some of these games. And uh, you had actually linked, you said that it had launched in Asia. And there's a full list from... Uh, I think it's the Hong Kong service and yeah, there's a lot here, a lot of final fantasy. Um, I just did the thing where I just typed in PS five and I'm like looking at all the titles that run on <laughs> PS five. That, that's my big thing. Um, ghost runner greed falls on there. Um, lots of, lots of different ones. Uh, Oh, I thought that was Kenna, but it's Kona. It's not Kenna. So mm. there you go. Um, Yeah. Oh, lawn mowing simulator. There you go. You got to have that. You got to have that. But yeah, <laughs> there's lots of love here. So I'll, I'll put you on the spot with this real quick. And I this is a, a bit specul- speculative, but looking at the list of games that are on here, there's quite an overlap between 
some of these lists and what's in the PS Plus collection, PS Plus collection, the one that you get if you subscribe to PlayStation Plus and you own a PS5. And I I have to admit, I've had the thought of like, I wonder if that's going away. Because just like just looking at the short list, um, scrolling down through, we've got overlap. We have Bloodborne. We have Days Gone. Uh, God of War is on here. Um, the Last of Us is on here until dawn. All the Uncharted games, all of those are going to be available. All of those are already available to PS5 owners with the base um, PS Plus subscription. Um, so I just thought it was interesting that there was that much overlap, and it did make me wonder um, if that might sort of portend the end of that uh, early adoption package that they were providing PS5 owners with. Do you um, did you notice that, or do you have any thoughts about that? Yeah, I um, that's a good point. Uh, I think that uh, Sony had put out a, a statement on the PlayStation Plus collection that it wasn't going anywhere. Um, now, that being said, there has been some shuffles on the PlayStation Plus collection. I think Persona 5 fell off that collection. Uh, there might be some, like, timing exclusivity deals in terms of, like, how long it, how long a game is, is licensed to stay as part of that collection. But that being said, as soon as you claim it, it's yours. So um, Sony hasn't, as you said, they haven't been really great at communicating their effort with this, with this service. And, I mean, if you... If you look at the way Sony has been talking about it, I'm pretty sure there's a story out there where they address the PlayStation Plus collection. But if you are concerned and you have a PlayStation 5, I I would recommend like going in and downloading all the or claiming all the ones that you want because uh, you'll still need a PlayStation Plus subscription to access the collection and uh, continue to play those games. But they're your they're part of your account uh, once you claim them, even if that collection was to to go away but it's a it's a valid point like because again like that collection is available at the base tier and they're also part of the the extra tier so whether it'll go away soon um i don't know but the addition of extra and essential tiers to playstation plus pretty much confirms that we're not getting any additional games Mm -hmm. to that playstation plus collection like i think the the updating of that collection, which I hoped they would have done, um, is is not is not happening. Um, it sounds like they're gonna. That was like a launch thing uh, to get the to get people's collections started as an incentive to buy a PlayStation Five, and um, it might just sit as that. Like, of here's a selection of twenty games from the PS4 that run on the PS5 really well and have visual upgrades. But yeah, I don't. I don't think we're going to get any more additions to it. That's for sure. Oh, I think you're probably you're probably right there. And I, again, I just scroll down a little bit further, and <laughs> there's there are additional titles under the third party section. So I mean, it has to be at least half of that collection that's in this in this list already. Um, so that was interesting. Um, yeah, yeah. So uh, when it launches, it's launching uh, June thirteenth, uh, I believe, mid June in North America. It's already live in asia so uh when it comes out uh here in north america when i have access to it i'll be checking out the extra tier at least um i mean like it is it might be tempting to check out the essential list just for for science and and research and all that fun stuff but i think at this stage i'm definitely committed to checking out the extra tier so uh we'll report back once i've had a chance to do just that 
And uh, that is going to do it for our show this week. Definitely check out our Discord. We brought it up a lot here, uh, bit.ly slash TGI Discord. You can email the show, info at gamersinpodcast.com as well. And before we leave for this episode, Travis, why don't you let everyone know uh, where they can find you online? Yeah, so thanks, Ryan. First, one more time, uh, just this uh, Twitch and the stream, we're going to start on June 3rd, uh, and the Twitch handle is Pixel Mountain Gaming on Twitch. Uh, outside of that, you can find me at Pixel Mountain Pop Art on Facebook and Instagram, um, or you can just uh, get in touch with me through the TGI Discord, like we mentioned a few times. Lots of great folks in there and always good conversation. So that's where you can find me. Perfect. Definitely follow him on Twitch. Uh, look forward to Elden Ring streams coming soon. June 3rd, Extra Life is kicking off early this year. Uh, bit.ly slash TGI Extra Life 2022. You can also visit us on the web, gamersinpodcast.com. I'll have to update that Extra Life page. I never removed the link, so it's 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 there, but uh, I got I to gotta update the content there. Um, you can follow us on Twitter. You can find Jocelyn at JossPlays, myself at rmurphy, and don't forget to follow the show at The Gamers In. Thank you so much for staying at The Gamers In. Remember, tune in next week. Jocelyn's going to be back next week. And uh, thank you again, Travis, for being on the show. Yeah, thanks, Ryan. Thanks, Jocelyn. Bye, everybody. Bye, everyone. <laughs>